0: Hello, and welcome back to the Peerless Review, where we talk about the science behind the shit that you care about. My name is Kira.
1: My name is Brina.
0: (laughs) Hello, we are happy to be here, and I have an important question for you, Brina. What are you drinking today?
1: I am back to finishing off my box of wine from a few weeks ago. What about you?
0: (laughs) I am, I too, am finishing the six-pack of uh, the Rose Belgian-style blonde from the Black Abbey Brewing Company here in Nashville, so. <laughs> Fuck
1: yeah, amazing.
0: Fuck yeah. Well, this week on the podcast, we're talking about current events, hot button
1: issues. So hot button that it probably will be old news by the time it comes out, but this week we're going to talk all about the Suez Canal, and why wouldn't we, honestly?
0: Yep, the boat that that shook a thousand
1: other boats. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the boat that made pirates rich for the next year.
0: Mm-hmm. We're going to get just a little bit into the background of what happened in the Suez Canal in this past week. And then a little bit more about the background on like the whole canal in general. And hopefully teach you some things that you didn't know before. So, um, But first, Brina, how have you been?
1: You know, I've been pretty good. I mean, well, first of all, big news coming from both of us. Um, We are halfway, we are both halfway microchips now.
0: That's so true. Yeah. I received my vaccine last Wednesday and and you received yours like the day after that, right? Yeah, I got mine last Friday.
1: It feels uh, good, right? It feels great. I weirdly like Elon Musk a little bit more, so that seems suspicious.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm excited about it. I've been thinking about like respecting my parents and obeying the law, (laughs) Um, but I'm super happy about it. I really did walk out of the vaccination center feeling like I had a new lease on life and like pretty upbeat, you know? It's such a weight off my shoulders.
1: Yeah, definitely. I was uh, was just cracking up because I ended up getting vaccinated at a Botox clinic, which (laughs) (laughs) just seemed like, on one of the more obscure places get vaccinated but on top of that I took the girl that I'm seeing I called her up and I was like hey do you want to go on a date where we like get vaccinated and that's what we did that's so
0: fucking romantic that's like what all the movies that are like 100 years from now they're going to be about the plague of 2020
1: yeah it'll be like meeting in line at the vaccine clinic and falling in love mm-hmm. yeah or waiting in line for Trader Joe's
0: like waiting for a cart oh yeah that's so true yeah that's um I haven't you know feeling a bit more upbeat lately but I also I have been having this repeated feeling lately of that I just my brain is exhausted from thinking critically all the time and maybe that sounds stupid I feel like I need to delete all my apps and re-download them and reset the algorithm because it's all I've just been thinking about being a woman in this world, how hard it must be to be a person of color and everything during a pandemic. I just want to turn my brain off. I, I wish I were a Republican.
1: I relate to that so hard. Like, I was just thinking about that literally earlier today. I was like sitting around in bed moping. Um, and I was just like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. Like nothing no career holds any interest to me anymore because everything is problematic and everything in the world is bad and there's yes. no way that I can fix it. And yeah, so I totally mm-hmm. relate to that.
0: Yeah, Hank Green was saying on Twitter, like there are rich people having conversations with each other in like closed door rooms and they will never ever think that they are wrong. You know, there, there are people who just never second so guess anything, And
1: they're happier than us, and they're richer than us. Caitlin Bennett seems like she's having the time of her life.
0: I'm sure she is. So I'm just jealous of them this week, I think. That's how I'm feeling.
1: That's understandable.
0: (laughs) But we can at least meme about boats for a little while.
1: Yes. What has been your favorite meme (laughs) thus far? If
0: you're in line for the Suez Canal, stay in line. That was my favorite tweet. um and definitely like making it seem like there's one person there trying to dig out the boat that's the picture always- of the
1: the one little um oh my god what are those trucks called like the excavators oh no I haven't seen Bob the Builder in a while <laughs> we- <laughs> <laughs> that one that one picture of it trying to dig out this massive ship I really just mm-hmm. relate to that vibe in general
0: (laughs) absolutely I relate to that on a deep level yeah there's been such an amazing opportunity to make jokes about this and I feel like this Suez canal being blocked is such an amorphous like strange concept to most people but it's making all of you know the rich people that own all the supply lines really stressed out and I think that's why it's so comforting you know
1: I saw a tweet like an hour ago about how the most it said that there's no such thing as ethical consumption but if you were buying something that was on the boat that got stuck in the Suez Canal it's now ethical because it put a stop to capitalism briefly. (laughs) Exactly
0: it did. Uh, So I guess to actually get into what happened um the, so the, the name of the ship that was blocking the Suez Canal is the Ever Given. And this was like confusing because the name of the company is Evergreen. But it was just huge, huge, gigantic ship that got stuck.
1: Yeah. And Evergreen is a, a Taiwanese company. Um, they just do shipping and trading. I looked it up to see if they had any fun stakes in anything, but no. And the thing to me with this is I just don't quite understand how it happened. This canal has been used for a long time. And this boat weighs 220,000 tons, which means it takes a lot of energy to move it anywhere. And they have trained um, ship captains. I almost just called them ship pilots, but that's not right. (laughs) The boat boys. The boat boys. And girls. That are trained to direct it through and all of the news articles are associating it getting stuck with gusts of wind but the gusts of wind were only 30 miles per hour which like I'm sure both you and I have driven and been outside in 30 miles per hour wind like that's not moving a 220,000 ton ship
0: exactly and I feel like a Kia Soul has the same wind resistance as this ever given (laughs) ship so I don't understand what the problem is (laughs)
1: i did try to do some math earlier about like how much force you need from like what speed of wind you would need to move a ship uh but turns out i'm not a math major and it just made my brain hurt unfortunately i just really think it's more than 30 miles an hour
0: i think it is strange that it happens like right now when everything else is just going to shit um so I'm sure a lot of people have their conspiracy hats on.
1: (laughs) Oh, my conspiracy hat is definitely on. I saw a TikTok originally saying that the ship captain was supposed to pay off the trade or the person at the port and they didn't. So then they intentionally got the boat stuck. Um, I want to believe that it's just like, well, okay, I don't necessarily want to believe this. I think it's most probable outside of what actually happened that like a company got pissed at another company and like sabotaged it somehow.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, who knows? Or maybe
1: it was and, the pirates. Well, in
0: 2015, the canal was like, it was like really recently remodeled. It was it was like redone and it got um, made deeper and also wider, right?
1: Yeah, they expanded it by, oh, I thought I had to pull it. Up. But yeah, they did expand it in, yeah, I think 2015 or 2016.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just don't understand why it's happening now Of all times. It is pretty weird.
1: Yeah, the last time, so there was a boat that got stuck in 2016, but it wasn't to this effect. I think it lasted a significantly shorter time. And before that, it had been like since the 80s, since a boat had gotten stuck. Mm
0: -hmm. And I think, so the Suez Canal is a huge, so basically, for maybe the people that don't know, like, you drive or you (laughs) boat (laughs) through the Suez. To my understanding, you drive your boat through the Suez Canal to go from the Mediterranean through the Red Sea and then over into like the Indian Ocean. And $400 million in revenue on these ships go through the canal every hour. Which is insane. I mean, just to
1: think about it, every hour. And the breakdown of that number is done by 24 hours. So it's not like just that's happening for like eight hours of the day or something, no, $400 million per hour. This disruption has caused like a $55 billion industry loss. So
0: rough. I know um, my boyfriend like bought stocks in uh, I think like the gas industry Mm -hmm. and like profited off of that, which is I guess smart um, because you know, there was obviously like a lull Mm -hmm. I'm
1: I'm
0: betraying my lack of knowledge about stocks, but like (laughs) it totally, it disrupted everything. 12% of global trade passes through the Suez Canal. So yeah, (laughs) pretty big design flaw.
1: Yeah. And without the Suez Canal, you have to go on, you essentially have to go an extra uh, 5,000 miles, 4,000 miles, something around Mm -hmm. that. Um, And you have to go all the way around the coast of, Africa and there are a decent amount of pirates in that area especially near Somalia. Somalia has like crazy scary pirates and of course you want to avoid that because it's extra so many extra days you have to spend extra fuel extra food all of those things it's very costly but for the uh, ship captains that didn't choose that route five days ago they've been sitting in like in line essentially and they have also run out of food and fuel and all of those things so there really was like not a good solution for all the other ships when this happened
0: yeah that sounds kind of horrifying just because I can't imagine like there's already bad living conditions on those ships and then like it's not like their bosses are door dashing food to them like I'm sure they were (laughs) just like I'm sure it was pretty rough so that sounds really depressing
1: yeah I wonder what's going to happen to the ship captain who was driving the ship
0: probably fired he's got to be fired right maybe we should he's look gotta that up be. real quick but I
1: heard that I had heard that it was like he was definitely getting fired but mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's you know gone to him to ask to confirm
0: <laughs> yeah they're gonna if he was from Russia they would he'd would be like found dead in a couple months just kidding maybe that's maybe that's propaganda for me to say that but also yeah I'm I hope that he's okay and has a long happy life and maybe doesn't Pilot any ships
1: <laughs> find a different career that
0: i there was another tweet and it was like people don't understand what pirates really are and it shows and I was like sweating nervously at that because I don't think I know really what pirates are. Um, I, I just think of like Jack Sparrow, you know
1: yeah uh when I was living in Croatia when I was studying abroad in Croatia, um we had a professor that made us do like a reenactments of like Somalian pirates versus like people on a ship, uh, which was kind of absurd as an exercise, but we did learn a lot about like how intense it is. I mean, they, it's basically just like ships loaded up with a lot of guns and stuff most of the time. And a lot of ships don't always carry the same amount of weapons because they're very heavy and they're expensive. Um, so a lot of times they simply just point their guns at other ships and get goods that way because people are like, "I'm not even going to mess with this," um, and that's honestly how they get most of the goods that they do. But the rest of it is like, they will, they can and have blown ships up to get whatever's on board.
0: And then they just kind of pull from the wreckage.
1: Yeah, or they'll, or if I remember my classes correctly, sometimes there'll be multiple boats and you can kind of surround and take from there. So it's not quite Jack Sparrow, but
0: yeah, something. that's, that's so crazy to think about. Well, I'm glad that didn't happen to my knowledge to anyone that was on any of these boats. Yeah. Um, I did, and did we that. say,
1: Oh, go ahead. I did read an article saying that uh, pirates are not quite as big of a deal as everybody's been making them out to be in the past five days. (laughs) So there's that. Oh, Um, Thank goodness. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things that wasn't obvious right off the bat is like, yes, obviously all these deliveries are are showing up late, but a lot of these boats carry empty cargo back to the shipping ports to have them restocked. And that's going to disrupt deliveries i read up to five months from now
0: that's so crazy to think about and it i mean it makes perfect sense it's just like um when everything was getting canceled because of covid like if your doctor's appointment gets pushed it's like everybody's does so yeah yeah, super. do we say so it lasted four days in total
1: uh five into a six right but
0: five and (laughs) you know they had all three earth movers out there Um, and all of the little tugboats trying to tug the boat free but uh, at the end of the day the most unlikely hero was the cause of the boat being free right
1: I can't wait to talk about this because this (laughs) I think just really aligns with 2021 and maybe Gen Z or something because (laughs) The thing that made the biggest difference in the movement of this ship was a supermoon that happened over the weekend they had essentially three days to put in extra work to dig out as much sand as possible but because of the supermoon the tide was significantly higher than normal which allowed them to move the boat more
0: thank you thank you miss supermoon was it like the worm supermoon i'm pretty sure it was like the worm moon or something
1: i think you're right
0: oh wow
1: i think that is such a
0: beautiful allegory and it's like this big phallic metaphor this big ship is blocking the canal and the the amazing divine feminine moon came and saved us all
1: i'm hoping that maybe some of the like tick tock witches like manifested this like they helped solve our global trade problem
0: yeah the quartz that they bought from <laughs> from michael's oh <laughs> thanks guys You guys did great. It was a group project. Yeah.
1: Everyone participated. The people that dug out, uh, what was it, 30,000 cubic meters of sand, which is 12 Olympic swimming pools, and the people that manifested to make the moon work.
0: So at least it's a happy ending. Um, And, you know, if you don't think about all like the extra fuel that was spent during this whole endeavor or, you know, all the money that got wasted, which we're not doing this week because we're too pretty to think critically.
1: I think it's we should rename adventure. our podcast that too pretty to think critically.
0: That I think that's a beautiful tagline. <laughs> um, so yeah, honestly, it's so funny that this would have been like a news headline. I mean, it already was, but like by 2020 2021 standards, this is like not even that mentionable in the grand scheme of things.
1: Yeah. I mean every day the news just gets a little crazier. Yeah. We also today just wanted to talk a little bit yeah. about the history of the Suez Canal because while everyone's heard about what's going on, you may not know how this happened, where it got started, and some of the kind of dark history behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the So Suez- yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you Okay. Um, So the Suez Canal construction began in 1859, which is, what's that, 160 years ago-ish, something around there. Um, And it was paid for by France. There, There was international discussions about creating a trade route to the Red Sea to limit as we discussed earlier, having to go all the way around Africa. And especially in 1858, when we didn't have the technology we have now, that trip took significantly longer and being able to build um, a fairly short canal uh, well, relative to the length of Africa. It's all it's all comparative. Um,
0: and it was much more perilous because of Johnny Depp and everything.
1: Yeah, exactly. Johnny Depp was there with all of his pirate friends, making it really hard for everybody. Um, but so it was paid for by France, but it does go through Egypt. And what we learned when looking at the historical significance and just the history in general behind it is as everything else in life, the Suez Canal should be canceled. Um, it was maybe not canceled.
0: No, say it with your chest. We're,
1: we're canceling <laughs> the Seuss canal. <laughs> we're canceling the Suez Canal because you know what those goddamn French motherfuckers did? They used slave labor to build it. Um, and specifically they avoided showing any pictures showing that there was slave labor being used to build it because they didn't want that to look bad in the image. So if you look at pictures from it being built, there are no people at any of the photos. There is only, only pictures of the ship or like ships and the canal, like being in its, in its progress. Um, but they totally bypassed the part where
0: mm-hmm.
1: they use poor and enslaved people for labor.
0: Right. And I thought it was so interesting in this story that it talks about how the Egyptian ruler banned the force of slave, like of that forced labor in 1863. And everyone I'm sure was like, oh man, like you just hate, you just hate business and like productivity. But like they started going faster after that. They started having to use like steam and coal powered stuff, you know? So it's like when you don't have people using their hands and dying, like you're going to go faster, you know?
1: Yeah, and it's honestly pretty impressive that he did that at that time, because similar to how it is now, England and France held a lot of power internationally, Uh, but when he was elected ruler, he said that it was unfair to people and essentially outlawed slavery. And that put the project on hold for several years until, like you just mentioned, they came back with some actual mechanical tools to finish finish it out. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. I thought that was um, honestly relevant to, like, the current day in a lot of ways, so. I also thought it was cute that um, (laughs) they talked about um, Napoleon wanted, he had an idea to build the Suez Canal originally, so he sent a bunch of surveyors out to, like, survey the land and find, like, the best route, and basically they were like, whoa, 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 Um, there's, like, a 30-foot elevation difference between, like... (laughs) the red sea and the mediterranean sea like if you if you build this like there's gonna be massive flooding um but it turns out like that was just incorrect and like it was all fine that's like it reminds me better of math. To- exactly it, like yeah it reminds me of how they used to be like w- pregnant women can't go on airplanes because like who knows what'll happen <laughs> so um so that that made me laugh
1: yeah that's uh really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else. Oh, as I I had just mentioned England and I should clarify because I didn't specify how they were involved. So the British Empire gave a lot of criticism to the canal while it was being constructed, but in the long run they ended up buying 44 a 44% stake in the waterway at the time. And this was because the Egyptian government had run out of money and was dealing with financial hardship. And they ended up auctioning off their shares in 1975. So that was after the canal was completed.
0: Man, talk about group projects. The British Empire comes in and buys all your shares. (laughs) I'm sure they had the monopoly on all of the the shipping and trading and that was being done before then. So they didn't want to see, you know, the Suez Canal get built at all. But once it was built you know
1: yeah the british had to go get their spices that they don't know how to use mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> exactly it's very important i mean okay but moving on from history there are just some crazy facts about the suez canal in general that honestly i had no idea about and wouldn't have even guessed i mean you already mentioned napoleon that's a big one pretty crazy about that one of my favorite facts about this is that the statue of liberty was originally intended for the canal so when it was finishing completion in 1869 the french sculptor oh i'm gonna butcher his name so hard frederic auguste bartholdi tried to convince the egyptian government uh, to let him build a sculpture and essentially It was his idea was to build a 90 foot tall statue of a woman clothed in Egyptian peasant robes and holding a massive torch, which would also serve as her lighthouse to guide ships in the canal. The project never materialized, of course, as we know, but he used that idea for the statue, which then went on to be the Statue of Liberty that we have here in New York.
0: It sounds kind of badass when they describe it that way, though. I just saw the Statue of Liberty and I guess it's pretty cool, but that sounds really cool. (laughs)
1: yeah I feel like the meaning but like it's meaning that it would have had in the canal feels more powerful than it sitting on an on an island in New York yeah
0: yeah um the other fact that I thought was really cool was that the creator of the Suez Canal later tried to go and build the Panama Canal and I definitely had more of a background learning about the Panama Canal from like my American history classes and I know that was like totally fraught and lots and lots of people died from like fevers and being in the jungle and stuff but so that was um not successful but they did burn 260 million dollars trying to complete that project which i don't even want to know what that is in today's it must be billions and billions of dollars by today's standards definitely and the eiffel tower guy was there too and they all (laughs) went to jail he went to jail yeah they were convicted of fraud and conspiracy um they've been uh hired to design canal locks and that's how like you do you maintain that that um water elevation that napoleon was so afraid of <laughs> with the locks but yeah
1: yeah and another 25 years for them to finish the panama canal
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: crazy and i mean the panama canal is one of doesn't even make the top five largest canals in the world Which is shocking because I feel like I know the most about that one out of all of them but I do Mm -hmm. think it accounts for a lot of world trade because it it does connect you know South America and Central America.
0: What are some of the other big ones? I only know of these two.
1: So the Suez Canal is the second largest one. The first um, well it is the longest. Um, You also have places like the Rene, Main Ginobili Canal that was built in the 90s. Um, What are some other big ones? The Volga Don Canal, that one's 63 miles long. Kiel Canal is 61 miles long. Um, There's quite a few of them.
0: Thank you so much for letting me make you say all these difficult non-english words oh man i'm killing
1: it i'm not even like try to say them in french because my french is so terrible um but the biggest one is i'm just going to shorten this it's the grand canal um and it is a unesco world heritage site and it's in china
0: oh that's pretty cool
1: In Hangzhou.
0: i do um i mean if you don't think about all the
1: slavery that went into it It
0: it's kind of cool that we had such a huge impact on the environment you know that's that's kind of inspiring
1: yeah i mean obviously we wouldn't have data for this but i'd be curious to see how migration patterns of whales changed uh when they moved after the canal was built essentially because whales tend to change their migration habits based off of boats um, so I imagine if there's not if there's a significant less amount of boats around the southern tip of Africa, that maybe migration would, patterns would resume there. Now that they don't have to worry about the blockage coming from those vehicles.
0: That's such a good point. I think it has a lot of positive impacts on the environment, and it, yeah, and gas consumption is another thing. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a that's a great point.
1: Yeah, and I guess general, maybe ocean health probably was impacted as well.
0: Right, and you have like noise pollution um, from just boats being around, so.
1: Yeah. Sometimes we do things right. (laughs) Every so often, except Mm -hmm. not in June of 1967 because a fleet of ships got stuck in the Suez Canal for more than eight years. You guys, eight years. The Suez Canal got shut down by the Egyptian government and got blocked on either side by mines and other ships. And so at the time of the closure, 15 international shipping vessels were moored at the canal's midpoint and they, they remained there for eight years. By the time that they were able to um, leave, only two of the vessels were still seaworthy enough to make, to make the voyage on their own.
0: That just sounds kind of cozy at that point. Like you just set up your little,
1: <laughs> your little staycation. <laughs> yeah. It said that they were on the vessels on three months assignments, uh, but they passed the rest of their time by forming their own floating community and hosting sporting and social events. So it doesn't sound humans. like the worst.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, in the grand scheme of what else was going on in 1967, is that what you said? Um, yep.
1: 1967. Mm-hmm yeah yeah they left in 1975 which is really not that long ago
0: no not even
1: like i think tv existed by then Mm
0: -hmm. yeah man on the moon in 69
1: yep there we go Mm -hmm. yep well i mean that's really the the majority of fun facts about the suez canal It's really interesting. I had literally never thought about canals and their use for world trade that much until this week.
0: (laughs) It's one of those things where it's a thankless job, you know, nobody cares about you being a a ship driver through the Suez Canal until you crash your 220,000 ton boat one time and then...
1: (laughs) And then everyone's pissed at you for some reason.
0: (laughs) Everyone's so pissed at you. And Kira's making jokes about you getting murdered by the Russian mob. Sorry about that. (laughs) So I think we should thank all of the ship captains.
1: Uh. (laughs) Thank you guys for all the hard work you do so that I can get my Amazon packages that I shouldn't be buying in the first place. Yeah, my Sheehan haul. (laughs) Oh, Yeah. Ooh, at some point, we should do an episode on fast fashion.
0: We should. There's so much to talk about. If anyone's out there listening and you have any suggestions for an episode for us to do, um, I'm just going to plug our social media real quick. On Instagram, we are at The Peerless Review. On Twitter, we are at Peerless Review underscore. Yes?
1: Yeah.
0: I am at Freckles Etc on Instagram, Freckles E-T-C. I am
1: at brina.ka, B-R-I-E-N-N-A dot K-A. Mm-hmm. And if you follow
0: our link tree on our Instagram, we actually have our Spotify playlist that we made with your guys' help a couple of weeks ago and also links to our Apple Podcasts and our Spotify page.
1: Yeah. yeah. And Kira, what are we going to talk about next week?
0: We are going to be talking about greenwashing and why your companies that you buy green products from to save the planet are lying to you
1: yeah i'm super excited to talk about that one Uh, Mm -hmm. i mean there's so many so many things to talk about i mean Mm -hmm. it should be it's gonna be overwhelming yeah right in time for earth day
0: it's gonna be great so stay tuned next time and thank you so much everyone for listening
1: yes thank you